Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. This special program was brought to you by the dairy farm families of Wisconsin. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes.
All right. Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. Darren is out of town this week down in New Orleans. Uh, a little bit jealous. We both thought we had the same shrimp, crab, lobster allergies. Turns out he is no longer allergic. So uh, twins, uh, I guess, only in blood, not in spirit. Um, we have a great show today. That was Just Wolves. They'll be on later uh, to talk about the new EP, uh, what it's like to be siblings in a band. Um, but first, we have Big Apple Barbecue, live in the studio, uh, Jean-Paul Bourgeois. Perfect. And Amy Mills, BFFs. <laughs> and I feel like the B maybe stands for barbecue, but... Wow, that's, that's clever, yeah. Yeah. Or BBQ B- BFFs. Exactly. Something B- like that. BBQ family, for sure. Um, so 12th, 12th year, congratulations. Yes, sir. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little history of the, uh, of the barbecue? Well, 12 years ago, uh, in the pouring down rain, 6,500 people showed up to the Big Apple Barbecue. Of course, and it was just a couple couple vendors there, maybe just blue smoke, but showed up in the rain. This year, we're expecting over 140,000 people, man, and I am just so excited to be a part of that and represent uh, Blue Smoke in this festival and represent Louisiana with our dish, and uh, it's going to be a blast, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, let's take a, a step back. Um, what's the, the prologue, if you will, to get to those 6,500 people in the rain? Like, how did this all kind of come about? Well, this came about really you know, as the brainchild of Danny Meyer, Union Square Hospitality Group, along with my dad, Mike Mills, um, and a few other founding pitmasters, Chris Lilly, Ed Mitchell, and Rick Schmidt. And the idea was really to have this block party, an old-fashioned block party that was going to become a celebration of regional American barbecue. And, um, you know, really the, the best of barbecue from Texas, from North Carolina, from Alabama, from southern Illinois, and then from New York City itself, uh, all set up outside and just decided to share some barbecue. And we really had no idea who would show up. We knew when that torrential downpour came and no one moved, they just put the umbrellas up and they stayed put, that we were on to something. Um, and what was the state 12 years ago of New York barbecue? I now know that like we're in a very good time where you can get, you know, arguably, you can, arguably, you can get decent barbecue in New York on a regular basis. But where was it 12 years ago? Well, I mean, I think Blue Smoke, maybe one other person was doing real wood burning barbecue and uh like amy alluded to inspired by mike mills and uh, what they were doing in uh southern illinois and that's the really true way to barbecue with real wood low and slow uh, uh your, your your name brand of spices if you will and uh just really creating something special like that and so i think the state of barbecue was wouldn't say non-existent but surely not where it's at today and do you, why do you think it's evolved in the last you know, 12 years since you think, or what's led to the factors of its evolution in the city? I, I think there have been several different things. I, Danny Meyer and Blue Smoke absolutely have paved the way for great barbecue in New York, and they showed that it can be done. Uh, you know, several other people have followed suit, bringing their own brand of barbecue I- into the city as well. And I think the food media, um, via the block party, I have to give the block party a lot of credit because we've been able to really entertain and get to know um, media in what is arguably the media capital of the world and really you know, show people sort of our own brand of hospitality. They became more interested in writing about it. And really now, I think you know, pitmasters are sort of like rock stars. The media treats them like that. Um, 
when we walk through an airport or we walk through a festival, when I'm walking with my dad, it's like walking with Elvis. We cannot take two <laughs> steps without somebody wanting to reach out and touch him or, you know, have a conversation. He has I, just as many trophies as Elvis, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Have you seen that collection? It's unbelievable. So I, Which I, one do you think he's most proud of? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure. I think he's just as proud of the very first one as he is the very last one, and I wow. he hopes okay. to keep adding more. That's I mean, awesome. I, you know, it's just it's been a ride. I think now it's like uh, cooking to compete uh, different than just like cooking to serve people. Like, are you, like, prepping in a different way when you're putting a dish up for a competition? I'm going to leave that one to Amy, too. She uh, has definitely educated me on that side of barbecues. I've never um, been in a competition, per se, except with myself. Uh, <laughs> but, Amy, what do, you, what do you think about that? Uh, it's absolutely different. What I love about the block party is yeah. that it's not a competition. Yeah. It's a celebration. A competition, um, and you'll see that on shows like Barbecue Pitmasters and some of the other you know, barbecue shows that are capturing America's attention right now. But you're cooking for sort of what we call the one-bite wonder. People mm. are, judges are taking one bite of something, and they need some intense flavor. Mm. People are, they're steaming ribs, they're covering them with parquet margarine and brown sugar and all kinds of sauce. The flavor profile swings very sweet. Honestly, if you ate a rack of those ribs, you would be sick. Um, but for for one intense bite, right. they are serving a purpose. But I don't want people to think that that is what we cook at the block party or that what you should be cooking in your own backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I mean, it just, you know, it's like you, it's two different purposes. And I was curious. Exactly. So for the evolution, so, you know, 12 years ago to today, it's like where, you know, how has it evolved and, and grown? And, you know, what, what was something you maybe saw in the early days that kind of either took a backseat or kind of got changed out and switched up? Well, the evolution has been people, 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 people. We started off with five of us in front of Blue Smoke and 6,500 people. I think that those numbers topped 140,000 last year. The people just keep coming. And the pitmasters, we've had to add many more pitmasters to the lineup to accommodate that. And it's just, it's an incredibly special thing to see all of these really, the best of all these regional people come. And each person sort of has their little... Um, they're people who are the first in line every year. Um, people who are from Memphis and Southern Illinois, um, all of Illinois, and even into Missouri, you know, flock to us. They certainly enjoy all the barbecue, but they come by to say hi and eat at 17th Street for sure. And I think each person has that. There are so many expatriates here in New York City, and everybody can sort of get a taste of home at the mm-hmm. block party, which I think is really neat. I, I think that. What's special and what's remained the same is that, you know, they closed down Madison Avenue. We get to sit there at night in a lawn chair drinking a beer and have cars are whizzing by you. It's really a very surreal experience to to be out all night, people wandering in and out, um, chatting with you. Um, You know, I, I think really what's happened is that it's just gotten bigger and better. I like to piggyback on that and just say, uh, the amount of people, obviously, this is New York, and it's a tourist capital of the world, and people are literally scheduling their uh, trips, their vacations around the Big Apple uh, block party, wanting to get a, just a little taste and a little glimpse of like of the barbecue south and the barbecue world in the United States. And I just think it's awesome that you can have people from Korea, India, England all come to New York for this one festival, and it not only brings... Uh, your family and friends around this Madison Square Park at the dinner table, but it brings people from all over the world to experience something that uh, this country does so well. 
I, I mean, when did you first start having international people show up? Well, I would say they showed up from day one. Um, you know, we would have people asking us, is there a pork in this item? <laughs> uh, do you have anything I can eat? Because, you know, we don't eat pork. Within the last few years, there's actually a group of Germans who who came. Um, they read Peace, Love, and Barbecue. They traveled to Murfreesboro. We told them about this festival. Mm-hmm. Last, They've come for two years, and last year on Friday night, they were gathered around our tables helping us trim and dust ribs. So they wanted to come wow. not only to experience it and to meet all of the people, but they wanted to get their hands dirty and help out, too. Uh, that's awesome. Um, we're going to take a quick musical break, uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, some of the chefs who will be, or pitmasters, sorry, pitmasters, <laughs> I apologize, who will, be, uh, who will be involved this year, how to best attack it, and uh, just get some more details.
All right, we are back. Twelfth uh, annual, big big block party next weekend. Um, how do uh, well? Let's talk about this. How do you select the pitmasters? How have they kind of like grown and evolved over the years? The the pitmaster selection, uh, a lot of time goes into that. Obviously, um, people who are able to travel and have mobile rigs and are able to feed this amount of people, it's a pretty daunting task to serve 6,000-plus people over the course of two days. We really have taken a lot of care into choosing the best of regional barbecue. Um, you know, We have representatives from both Carolinas, from Texas, Alabama, St. Louis, southern Illinois, um, We're always missing Kansas City. Um, We've had a little bit of difficulty there. But really, and then, of course, a nod to the great barbecue that's happening here in the city to round that out. So you can really get a taste, a a culinary taste of the landscape of of regional American barbecue. And, you know, these are people who have been around for a while and... um, are just you know well known in their in the barbecue well well known and well respected in the barbecue world. Hmm. And uh, I mean, is it? There's no. I mean, it's all hand select. There's no like anyone that like puts their name in the hat or like kind of like corners you at some like cocktail party like halfway through the year. That happens all the time. There's really? not okay. a week that goes by that someone doesn't say, "Can you get me into the block party?" And you know, really, um, I think the the beauty of that is that it's a a selected group that represents the best of the best. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. Has any, has it, have any of the pleas worked? Has anyone just been dogged enough that you have let them in? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Fair enough. Close circle. That's well, fine. One of those, isn't it one of those things, like, if you have to ask? Yeah. Right. Know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. Good so point. How, how, how many pit masters will there be this year? 17. 17. So how are seven? So one hundred forty thousand people, seventeen pit masters. You do the math. How do you attack this? Like first time going. Like how do you? How like you just? What's the plan? Four years being a spectator, I would be. I would go early. You skip breakfast, save room for barbecue, get in the line, be patient. As hard as that is, because once you start smelling all that meat smoking and those ribs being glazed, and you're seeing everybody working. It's definitely putting up an appetite. But be patient because barbecue's slow and low, and sometimes we got to do the same and just uh, wait our turn. But Exactly. You know, if you're traveling with a group, a great idea is to divide and conquer. Mm. Put, send everybody to a line, have everyone buy X number of portions and meet up in the park where there'll be the beer tents and music and all the great things that are going on there. Um, I would pick... You know, I would definitely make a plan of attack, study the map that should be online soon, <laughs> and see where you want to go. There are certainly some lines are longer than others, so you might want to get into those lines first. And really just slow down and enjoy it. One of my favorite stories that my dad tells, um, you know, is about looking at these lines and looking at the people and the hustle and bustle of New York and the click, click, click of the high heels. But when everybody gets to the block party and you have to stand in that line, people slow down and they start talking to each other and they enjoy each other a little bit. And he sort of likens that to the bees we used to keep. In order to make bees docile, you have to smoke them. Hmm. And that's what we're doing in Madison Square Park. Uh, We're going to smoke them out. Well played. Exactly. They're going to, everyone just slows down a little bit, and that's the beauty of that weekend. Uh, And so who are are some of the pitmasters that we will be patiently waiting in line for? Well, of course you have Mr. Mike Mills of uh, 17th Street Bar and Grill, famous for those uh, baby back ribs and... um, 
another one of my favorites. The other Mike, I like to call him Mike and Mike, is Mike Emerson of uh, Pappy Smokehouse. And, of course, uh, you can come see me, Blue Smoke Tent, and get your Louisiana Andouille and Yellow Mustard Chow Chow. And, uh, but they're all really great, and they all offer something a little bit different um, that you can snack on. And if you have that whole platter and you divide and conquer, like Amy said, and come back to one central location with a bunch of bunch of beers and enjoy uh, all this different barbecue it's really something special to happen in new york city yeah we have some uh, our whole hog boys um, sam jones from skylight inn in north carolina rodney scott from scott's barbecue in um, hemingway south carolina we'll have the salt lick from texas we will have um, salt lick yeah blackjack barbecue from um Charleston, South Carolina, and then, of course, rounding that out, you will have the New York City powerhouses, Dinosaur Barbecue, Hill Country Barbecue, um, two new arenas this year, Hometown Barbecue and Delaney Barbecue, both Mm. from Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. so representing yet another new wave of Mm. barbecue in the city. Um, U-Bonds from Yazoo City, Mississippi, are real special friends of ours. And, of course, we cannot ever forget to mention the pitmaster, Mr. Ed Mitchell, the most photogenic man in barbecue <laughs> from, um, from North Carolina. Well, um, I know that you can't pick a favorite, but what would you say that you might be looking forward to? Well, and also, I cannot forget to mention Pat Martin with his Western Tennessee-style whole hog from Nashville. And I am really excited that he will be next to me, as well as Chris Lilly on the other side, who recently sure. just won um, an unprecedented fourth world grand champion at Memphis in May. So shout Amazing. out to Chris. I'm right in the middle of those two boys, so <laughs> I'm sure that I will be enjoying their barbecue. Uh, that's a great question. And she mentioned Ed Mitchell, and I'm just uh, more... Of course, I'm excited to get a get a bite of that whole hog. But just to s- sit down and talk with him and kind of shoot the breeze a little bit with him and learn from a master is is going to be something really awesome for me, being a newcomer to the festival myself. That's amazing. So, um, where can people get tickets, information, study the map, make a game plan? Right online at BigAppleBBQ.org. Bar- Big mm-hmm. I think there's still a few fast passes left. Um, I would snap one of those up. If you're my friend and you're listening, do not call me next week and ask me to get you a fast pass because I am unable to do that. I've already called in all my favors for this event, but they're still available. But really, you pay. <laughs> the fast pass lets you get in the fast line like at Disney World, but you pay at each particular pitmaster's booth and yeah. the new this year is that you can buy either a bottle of sauce or rub and a hat at each place which is kind of mm. cool and by popular demand there will be event t-shirts that were not last year so they will be in the middle of the park or wherever that merchandise tent is amazing well thank you so much for coming on the show we look forward to trying this all next week i will we are emceeing on saturday which means that we have to be there at ten thirty. so hopefully that is early enough to like formulate. Well, you better come at ten and swing by our tents, yeah, okay. and we will give you a little snack okay. before you start. Ready to get your start. hands dirty now. Yeah, okay. exactly. No, I know, I know. Uh, I, wouldn't, we will. I wouldn't just skate in at ten thirty. First of all, it's going to be a throng of people, so you better get there a little early and swing okay. by for breakfast. We have a little VIP tent set up at Blue Smoke, okay. and absolutely, you're Perfect. always welcome. Oh, thank you so much. All right, well, we'll be there at eight a.m. Okay, uh, same at Seventeenth Street. Yeah. So come see us both. We'll be near each other, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Into the studio. Hi Hello, guys. you three gorgeous people. Um, we were gorgeous yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Once we were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to go around the room and introduce yourselves to the lovely listening audiences? Well, I'm the youngest of the group. My name's Louis Fallow. I'm the drummer. That's Louis. <laughs> Should I put headphones on? Oh, no, they're not working today. <laughs> can I do it just for looks? You can do it just for looks, yeah. <laughs> do it, just looks, for it looks great for radio. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's a good radio look, <laughs> which is a catch-22. <laughs> uh, I'm Elizabeth Vallow. Uh, I'm the, the vocalist and songwriter and um, the only sister in our clan. That's true. Mm-hmm. Only I'm, girl. Oh. Only female in my crew. Yeah, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. It's yeah, it's the internet. Yeah. Oh, oh, sweet. sweet. Okay. Yeah, I love the internet. I love curse words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am the narrator, and I'm uh, averse to the proximity effect, so I'm going to sit back in the chair. My name is Joshua. Oh, okay. I'm the oldest man in this room, and uh, I'm, we are, Elizabeth and I are one man. Yeah, we're we're twins. And Lewis, one man, one bubble. Were you really twins? Uh, yeah, no, Josh oh. and I are twins, and uh, Lewis is not. Well, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> my brother, who's not here, we are also twins. You're how do awesome. we not cover? How have we not covered this before? Because we're not identical. You know, we're fraternal, yeah. so it, sometimes it doesn't come up. Also, yeah. we, we forget. We just think that we're the same person. <laughs> but, we, but it's not that we don't forget everything. It's yeah. Not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not special. But it's, and it's forget. not just the three of you, right? There's other siblings. There's other siblings. Have they auditioned for the band? And you're like, mm, no. I mean, we've heard a, a couple tapes. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> seen seen some dance routines. Thanksgiving is like really tense. Yeah, yeah. Right. folks are a little nervous. No, actually, um, uh, there are six of us. There are five boys and me, which wow. is pretty fucking radical. Yeah. 
uh, and they all actually have their own musical projects. So they're not they're they might be a little jealous of wolves, but they they're all rocking on in their own way. So. Are you going to do the thing where like all the bands just kind of like open up for each other and play around? Yeah, that's well, actually on the calendar. Funny okay. that you mentioned <laughs> that. Friday, actually. Oh, yeah. so I, I, that's actually my last question of every episode. So we'll, we'll do last. Last first, question first. first. Yeah, yeah. So what's the show? So June sixth. At Glasslands, it's not going to be all of the family bands, but it will be Silent Fangs, which is actually Lewis on drums, and then um, his older brother Jamie okay. uh, on bass, and a fabulous girl called Jess Ledbetter, who has um, sort of a unicorn pink mane of hair and sounds like PJ, PJ Harvey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and their band is fabulous. And then we are playing next, and then um, Josh's girlfriend is Ann Courtney, who is the uh, powerhouse bone grinding lead singer of Mother Feather, uh, basically just like a hot glam Ozzy Osbourne. It's like okay. the most exciting rock show in New York City. That's I've amazing. seen a lot of a lot of bands, like most of them. big bands, and yeah. this is my favorite band to see, like agnostic. Really, time yeah. and time again. Yeah. So and like, I, yeah, like every artist that I, I work with, yeah. I'm like. So nice to meet you. If we're gonna work together, you have to go check this band. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you have to like, and you just wait for there. If they like it, we can work together. If not, no, I don't care if they like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just have to it's go awesome. and take it's, notes and then come back. School. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he actually check this out. before before he and Anne were were together actually, and uh, as we were just starting Wolves. Well, actually, we were starting our previous band called Owls, but I'm not gonna get into that. So <laughs> is that Owls with two W's? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Oh, just um, for all the listeners, it's Wolves with two V's. Yes. So which. I, I applaud the Google Google ability of the name. It's very Googleable, um, and it's if you really want to get to us straight away, just go to wolves.com, w o l v v e s dot com, and that will take you right to the to the portal. Well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well done. Thanks. A very modern band. <laughs> plugs, plugs, plugs. That's right. Um, but so when we were starting the band, he took me out to see Motherfeather, and it was before he and Anne were together, so it's kind of ironic. And one of the reasons why we didn't barely know each other. Yeah, no, you, I mean they were like sort of you know courtesy friends, and. Um, the reason That's a why crazy friend. <laughs> just like you know, hey, no benefits. Oh. Okay. No benefits. <laughs> yeah, no benefits. <laughs> well, it's really good. You want some of that? I want some of that coffee. Yeah, yeah mm. thanks. Um, coffee tastes amazing. The reason why he took me is relevant to a conversation about wolves, just generally though, because um, basically she, she just like like leaves everything on the stage every mm. single show, yeah. completely fearless, There's like blood everywhere, hugely, yeah. hugely dramatic, incredibly entertaining, and and the point was is that. A lot of bands go up there and they plinkety plink and it's like, oh, hear me, spill my guts on stage, and sometimes it's really lovely. But generally, I would say there's there's room for more entertaining. Or they do shows. things in quotes, and it's just right. like this yeah. is the TV version of the idea that we were thinking about doing, and there's no actual. Well, so we were in Detroit last weekend, and there's like actually totally blood everywhere in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And so that's the way that show is. It's just actually the real, it's, there's real danger. There's real... Uh, right. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And things are yeah. being born and dying like right in front of you. And so there's, how did owls evolve into wolves? Oh, it um, died. It yeah, died. it totally died. Originally, <laughs> owls um, had one other brother, the one right above me named Shapes, um, playing guitar. And Joshua was playing bass. Amazing. On an electric guitar. <laughs> on electric bass guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I was also playing synthesizer on a Fender bass guitar. Also true, yeah. yeah. But I mean, long story short, like, uh, Lewis and I actually started DJing under the name Wolves right. together, and then we were like, oh, we should make some tracks. 
and then we started making tracks with Josh because he's the most brilliant producer we know. Right. And we were like, oh, wow, this is a band. Like, this is actually something really special. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's, it's pretty wild. Like, the three of us have one of the most seamless creative processes I've ever encountered. And yeah. it's not guaranteed just because we're siblings. You know, like, right. it could actually be worse in some cases. Way worse. So, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. Because they're like, oh, you don't like that note? Yeah, that's because you fucked me up like 10 yeah, years exactly. ago and you, like, yeah. stole my bike. Yeah. Well, and also there's, like, no filter. Like, yeah. you're not afraid to be like, hey, fuck you, man, yeah. as opposed to, like, yeah. the courtesy of, like, yeah. a yeah. takes sucked. Roll it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a you never do the person. dishes. <laughs> Actually, that's my job. Yeah. 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 No, I'm the worst. I just, like, run my fucking mouth and, like, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. No, it's great. And I mean, what is, I mean, what is the creative process between the three of you? Oh man, it's uh, really organic. Most of the time, one of us shows up with like a super broad concept, and we all get super stoked about it, and then we just like kind of pick it apart, instrument by instrument, or just like feeling by feeling. Yeah. And then eventually, we kind of just land on it, and uh, it develops in the live show every time because mm-hmm. Josh has made it a point to kind of have it more candid, and like you can really phrase however you want it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if we're playing the same recorded song, we get to take you know a new variety and new variation on every tape. Um, Well, we're going to play a track from the EP. Uh, This one, we opened the show with It Speaks, but this one is called White on White uh, from Wolves on Snacky Tunes. Can I tell you something really quick about it? Oh, yeah. So we have a big, gigantic, expensive... Uh, music video coming out and it's going to be launching on flaunt.com in in July it's keep plugging it's, yeah. keep plugging Daphne Guinness <laughs> David LaChapelle it's going to be bananas we're going to, we have to play a show in LA right? we're going to play a show in LA yeah uh, well here's a track white on white Crack. You 
got those fever chills. We eating just for thrills. Run those little feet of yours into your lungs are pitch black. Escalade filled with hot roast beef sandwiches. You got a first date kit with no bandages. Our teeth are lucky dogs. You're eating ice and rocks. We white on my e-fluffing pillows with the fishes. Summer, summer's hot and living is so easy. We picking tits, we shooting skeet, we looking sleazy. We got a table steak, cheese eggs and watches grave. Love the little crutches, just like Francis of the CC. Wild turkey, catfish, bread, grouse. We don't use cutlery, you're wearing bows like Minnie Mouse. We don't have feelings, we don't use ceilings. Where are you gonna run if the entire night is our house? That's it. That's it. Not enough time to finish that conversation. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, welcome back, Wolves, on Snacky Tune. So how would that song differ from the live live version to what we just heard? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one we played down pretty pretty, uh, pretty accurately. I've been playing different chords in the break lately. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the form's the same. Uh, some of our songs I've engineered to be... Uh, Modular. Sort of like modular, and then you know we can they can be longer or shorter, and the forms can change. Uh, one of our newest songs, the form is different almost every time we play it. We just fill it out. He and I cue each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, we added a rap at the beginning, <laughs> like right before the last show. We added a, like a a total rap at the beginning. Um, that one just plays down. We're place. we're a little like well we're we're like deep 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 hip hop fans. When we were growing up, there was a weird thing where. Uh, we weren't really allowed to listen to pop music, but somehow my mother, who's like sort of a linguist, like she's obsessed with language and poetry and, and literature, she became very interested in hip hop in terms of it being <laughs> urban poetry. Sometimes I don't think that she was very she was listening to the lyrics carefully enough, right. but she had this idea in her head about it being a significant cultural document. Yeah, I think you can thank Lauren Hill for that. Actually, Lauren Hill actually yeah. was was the breaking. Yeah, totally. So she loves Lauren. Um, but so somehow we were kind of allowed to sneak hip hop into the house. <laughs> but and, like, what pop? Music was was banned. Oh, oh, Lisa Stansfield, rock, <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson, Arkelly, like, definitely. and what was the reasoning behind it? Oh, it was filthy. Yeah, we were raised super super Catholic. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, oh, like, oh, like okay. everything was very. So, what type of music were you besides hip hip? Wait, so we listened <laughs> yeah. to classical music and, okay. and classical music, jazz, and hip hop. Well, so <laughs> nobody knew it. Those guys didn't yeah. know what classical music was. Yeah, right? that's right? true. Like, our parents actually didn't know what classical music was. And I thought it was easy listening. They had, like, in the 80s, my grandmother used to listen to, like, an easy listening station, and it yeah. was, like, Montavani and, like, 101 Strings. And I thought that was classical music. And then one day on college radio, I heard a Beethoven sonata when I was, like, 11. And I was right. like, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> um, so then I started playing classical music, and then they were like, we like classical music. Yeah, we actually taught them about classical music. So Josh definitely, and I... Definitely. Josh and I started playing piano uh, pretty young and got obsessed, like really serious. 
uh, I started playing violin later and cello and stuff like that. I Josh, bought my own piano because we were fighting over the piano. Yeah, <laughs> got his own piano. I went on the penny saver and bought my own upright piano. Yeah, totally. Favorite composer? No. No? Yeah, yeah. Not, fair. not fair answer. Not fair? <laughs> okay, top, like, one of favorites. or like I go for, like, top five or something. Yeah, we'll I mean, top like, five, but we won't pick a place. Like, Scriabin, Chopin. Prokofiev. Prokofiev, mm. Rachmaninoff. Yeah. Okay, Russians. I don't know. Yeah. Beethoven. I mean, but Beethoven, come on. Yeah. yeah. Never forget your, you never forget your first. And and, <laughs> and Mozart for the for voice is, is everything. Mozart you know? for voice for piano. That's true. Yeah, voice for piano. Mozart slow movements. Richard Strauss. I used to, when I was in college, I used to... Um, get one of my sopranos that I used to accompany and to sing the top line of a slow movement of a Mozart sonata or concerto that I was playing so that I could hear the way it would be sung by like a, a singer amazing <laughs> and so then, so then how did when did the when were you finally introduced to pop music or in your life was it when you left the house or Spotify <laughs> with the introduction of Spotify. I mean, I started shoplifting shoplifting rock tapes from from the local the local strawberries and stuff like that um, pretty early, and then hiding them from my mom, which was pretty awesome. Um, and but it, you know, lot, lot, lots of hip hop, and then we both. I mean, he went to Eastman School of Music, he, proper proper musician, um, and I went to school for uh, for uh, graphic design, art design, stuff like that, and uh, so. We both got into electronic music really early and started raving and going deep and travel, she traveling. She brought me records from the UK in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Groove Rider. Yeah. They didn't even have it here. Breakbeat Science didn't even have it yet. No, I smuggled him back <laughs> drum and bass records from London. I, I, I was went like, to what? school in London. <laughs> okay. um, so, I, I mean, I, I lived in London for a couple of years and got really, really deep into the drum and bass and techno scene and uh, just, you know, personally and then you know, tried, tried some DJing and met DJs and got into that. But, um, so it's kind of interesting. I think that the, the convergence of those three musical disciplines and to this day, I mean, we still like are out. We're, yeah. we're definitely out there listening to electronic music and dancing and hanging out with DJs all the I time. I got kicked out of A-Track last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get kicked out? Speak for yourself. But those three, those three disciplines uh, kind of inform Wolves a lot, actually, because there's very strong old school hip hop sort of references uh, in the lyrics themselves. We sometimes drop hip hop references. There's, there's also biggie local, lyrics in what, yeah, White totally. Only. There's local considerations. And there's local considerations, and then we love inter- New York. And we, we love, love New York. York. Yeah. Right, but classical form. I just had I, like no joke. Right I just York. had like my tenth friend inform me that they're moving to <laughs> L.A. This Not week, really. and I, was, I mean, it's work stuff. Whatever. I mean, I'm gonna miss yeah. her, and I don't begrudge her for it. But then at the end of the day, it's like I did that. Yeah. And yeah. then, okay, why'd you come back? Obviously, I'm not an idiot. Because I'm not an idiot. Yeah, you're wrong. I really, do love sucker. Not goddamn sucker. I really do love LA, but it's not. I mean, LA is for quitters. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time vacationing in LA two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, when I was out with Benjamin, like we had a, a great time. Yeah. But then we I love came LA. home. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love LA too, but I don't. It's just it's not. Not for every day. It's not for every day. No. I don't know if I could do the driving. I think it's the driving. Cool. Okay. LA is really good if you want to go out and get fucking spooky. 
Like, yeah. I yeah. want to get, like, a weird bungalow in Malibu and never leave the house during the day. Ooh. I think it's a Like, good go out idea. and night drive. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think I want to go driving with Max. I want to go driving with Max, With too. his headlights off in the canyons. Yeah, Ooh, That's wild. He yeah. keeps talking about it. I'm like, I'll show you my East Coast shit and you show me your West Coast shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, well, he um, grew up in Topanga. Like, I know. He's, deep. <laughs> He's yeah. like, really deep with it. Hi, Max. Uh, so we're gonna- Max. <laughs> we're gonna play another track off of the EP uh, called Spoken City, oh, and yeah, we're, I mean, there's only four. You can see where this is going. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get some classical references in here too. So. Okay, uh, we'll deconstruct the song after we hear it. Awesome. Uh, so, no deconstruction. The song, one in, one insight. Like we were just listening to it, and I, there's, I, actually, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, at the beginning of Wolves, Elizabeth and I showed up to rehearsal one day, and we were kind of like picking out a couple different concepts for a new song, and then I had remembered the night prior, Josh pulled up 
some strange in- instrumental version of that song that he had made months ago. That's the version. That's the version. It's, yeah. only, it's still not done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we like hacked it up a little bit, and then he was just like, "Hey, can you uh, sing?" And I was like, "I mean, oh, not right. really, but I can sing the note." Yeah. Because I oh. sang on it originally. Like, <laughs> I try. Like, I just voice sounds terrible, and I was like, "Dude, you have to like re-sing this part because it sucks." Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like standing in his uh, in his living room, just like shouting at nothing for a little while, and then that's pretty much how the song was. Nothing. Made. Nothing wrong with a little good shouting at nothing yeah. session. Yeah. But then I reamped his vocal uh, through a little practice amp that was in the piano with uh, the pedal held down, and I had like room mics, so like the vocal played back into the piano with the pedal down and activated all the strings in the piano. It's sort of like a piano. It's like a piano concerto that I wrote for myself, and it's like um, I built like a crazy sampler instrument out of like I played like ninety different chords on the piano. And made a sampler instrument, and then sequenced that like a drum kit, mm. um, and then <clears throat> like played piano a couple times over the top of that, and then just like threw tons of paint on the wall. And I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. But then like, oh, and you know what's crazy about that song? Here's actually this is like the craziest thing about that song. Um, I, I did the whole song, the thing we just listened to. I did it, and I like whatever that is. Then like a few weeks later, I was sitting on the train. I don't really take the train very much, but I was scrolling through my voice memos on my phone, and I heard a sketch of the song from several months before, mm. and I forgot that I so like I wrote it twice basically. <laughs> so like I, I it's like a vo- like a voice note sketch of that exact song, That's so just crazy. me at the piano, and I'm like singing and playing like thirty seconds long mm. or something. <laughs> I was, like, so I your own forgot about it, yeah. yeah, and then I wrote it again. <laughs> so um, it's like a zit. It's like a <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have like a pre-show ritual? Not really. Yeah, actually. fucking go crazy. Yeah, yeah. normally. Yeah, we normally we show up late and then get <laughs> drunk in the five minutes that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have a little bit of a thing. I I tend to actually do proper. Uh, vocal warm-ups, um, yeah. and I usually have something something real crazy go- on my head or, or around my body or trailing behind me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Elizabeth always dresses up. So uh, so I take some time to practice moving around my costume. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> because I've definitely been in situations where I'm wearing like some crazy rice paddy hat with veils over it, and yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm going to fall off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my costumes come off in layers too, so I usually do like a quick stripped down version. I'm like on and then everything off and then back on just to make sure it's actually gonna work. <laughs> <It's> so smart. <laughs> uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but so it's fun. Besides Glassland on the 6th and the video release, any other plans for the summer? Yeah. North, North Side Festival. North, North Side June Festival. 14th. Yeah. Where are you playing? Uh, which venue? Oh, uh, it's in Williamsburg. It's Spike Hill. I think it's Spike, okay. Hill. Spike Hill, yeah. yeah. Oh. We're playing the the Delhi Magazine showcase oh, for cool. best, Love those guys. best emerging artists. Oh, yeah. amazing! Uh-huh. That's awesome. Playing late too, so I think we're headlining. Yeah, and there's like an after party, party at the Dragon. After party at the Dragon. And then we're DJing for you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Barbecue party. Barbecue party. Uh, tickets are now on sale. Um, you can go to Snacky Tunes Twitter, and it should be up. But it's a uh, barbecue blowout, June 2014. Dot eventpride.com. It's on the 10th, right? We're it's on the 10th, drop, yeah. We're going to drop Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, that's a good idea. You should play like a, like gonna, a soul set. I'm going to play like that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, you can. 
And uh, we have food from Bunker, which is that amazing Vietnamese oh, restaurant. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys get all get plates of food, that place beers. Yeah. yeah. Like eight bon uh, yeah, and they haven't told what the menu is yet, but they, people usually generally step up. Um, so I want to make sure that we have time to play the last song on the EP, but where can people, we already said wolves.com, but Twitter, Instagram. A lot of it's at uh, wolvesnyc with two Vs. Was wolves taken on most on most uh, feeds? Yeah, I'm going to talk some shit. So there's a, yeah. there's like a little high school band out in Phoenix that's also <laughs> called wolves, and we're waiting for them to die. Bitches. <laughs> Word up. Word up. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Yo, get at me. <laughs> get at me. <laughs> um, Actually, get at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah. they're young. They don't know any better. It's not they might. Out. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't matter how old they are. <laughs> yeah. That's, they're probably older than me. Yeah. Everybody's older than me. It's not going to yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, Bye guys. we're gonna show you the bleakness well. of life, and then give us back our Instagram handle. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, Make sure to check it out on the six, and then make sure to check out the big city uh, apple barbecue city block extravaganza. Yes. Uh, and then uh, here we are. This is a breath away. Beautiful. From your debut EP, which is out now on Bandcamp. Yeah. Written by Valo. Was with Valo. Thanks. That's right. Um, all right. We'll see you next week.
for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.